dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. It is Friday, and I hope you're all doing well. Little bit of news. I do have a sponsor right now, as of this recording, and you'll probably recognize in their anchor, at least for now. Anyway, there may be others later. But I'm debating whether I want to put the ads in the beginning or in the middle. I know a lot of people don't like listening to ads in the middle of their stuff. So I'm going to try it and see what happens, because I have a choice either put it in the front or the middle. And sometimes the middle is a little more uh, <clears throat> lucrative. So we will see what we will see. I hope you're all doing well, as I said. I'm doing well. Had a game last night. Yay. I want to talk about real estate. I'm, and I, what the real estate I mean is the real estate behind that GM screen. There's one reason, the main reason I advocate cutting down on the stuff I prep. I mean, I can, you know, I when I prep... The stuff goes all over the place. It goes into my compo book. I have a usually have a pad of graph paper sitting there waiting to be written on if I don't want to, you know, commit to the the book just yet. And it helps me work out stuff if I do it in a separate sheet. And the book, and I have my monster list, of course. And of course, any maps I use, which I also try and put in my compo book if I'm going to keep them. Because it just it just helps out. I'm also trying to cut down the things that I print, because most of me, my monster I call it my monster pamphlet because it is monsters I get from either the rule book or other sources that I print out on graph paper so I can mark them up and put out put mark out the hit points and stuff. It, a lot easier, believe me. It's a lot easier to deal with that way. So. The real estate behind your screen, to me, is precious. That's why I try to keep it the minimum. Now, I've talked about this before a bit, but I kind of wanted to elaborate on that, so I will. I think that you should have, at the most, three items behind your screen, aside from things like pencils and things like that. It's nice to have things like index cards and stuff like that there, but you can, I can usually find a space beyond the screen, like right around it, so I can grab stuff like that. But what I like to have is the adventure, which is usually either a module or my compo book, the pad of graph paper, and my monster folio, my monster pamphlet, whatever you want to call it. And those three things, that's all I want to use. And I will have the rule book, which I try to set, again, outside the screen on the other. Ideally, it would be like a three or four panel screen. This is why I use a mini screen a lot of the times, so I could have more table. And the way we work it in our group is we have... A dice. A couple of couple of players, like my grandson and a couple other one other guy, has a dice tower, and they use the dice tower. And so you're saying, hey, Grognard, if you're GMing, how do you feel about rolling behind the screen? I love it. I do it all the time. I'm, you know, I'm pro that. So it's like, okay, you got a little screen there, or how do you roll your dice? Well, I have a dice tower at the table. It's a, it's a, it's a cardboard thing, but it works. 
it's a little hard. I'm a little hard on it because I have like metal dice. Some I usually use. I have one set of metal dice I use all the time, so it's a little hard on it. But that's what I use. And so you have the three things in, behind your table. You have the dice on one side, the rule book on the other. And another reason I keep the rule book outside the screen is so if players need to reference it, there it is right next to me. And says, okay, if they don't have the PDF, I just hand them the book. Here, look it up. And it's handy for me. So that's what I use behind the screen. As far as notes and things, that's what the pad's for. There were instances where I have to remember things. So the smaller things, now, here's where I break my own rule. <laughs> I said a maximum of three things behind your screen. I didn't, I, and I also said I had index cards on the other side. Well, post-its come in real handy for things that you have to remember in that session to just write them down and just stick it on the screen. Things like that. You could do that with index cards, but it's a lot harder. So either index cards or, I, well, actually, I have both. I have like them, you know, the index cards and the posters sitting on top of them. So, you know, you've got you've got this clear space. I need space. I always need space to play, and I always need space to, you know, do stuff that I have to look up. Usually, it's right in front of me, and that's the way I like to run a game. Because, like I said, that real estate behind the screen is precious to me. Okay, guys, there'll be more Radio Grognard right after this, so stick around. Welcome back. Now, ideally, if I have, like, a TV tray, you know those cool, those old wooden TV trays were great. A TV tray on the side here for my game bag and anything I need, like extra pencils or something like that. You know, if I have to dig through it, God forbid me. I, I never want to crack a book. Uh, I mean, modules, as far as the rule book, I never want to crack the rule book during play. I don't. I do it grudgingly. I've had people, I've, I, have, I have no qualms about saying to a player, hey, will you look up such and such spell for me? And will you look up such and such magic item for me? There are times when I want to do it myself because, you know, I want to keep the mystery. But for other mon more mundane things, it's like I need to know what this spell does or what the range is or anything. And that's usually after the, the NPC casts it. Because I've get, there's a lot of spells. You, you have a general idea. This is the way DM, this is the way GMs work. Nobody memorizes the rules back to front. I mean, that yes, there are exceptions. But for the most part, GMs don't, don't memorize the rules back to front. Now, I'm not telling you anything new. But the point is, you get a general idea. First of all, you know how the game works as far as combats and roles and things like that. That's the basics right there. Everybody knows the basics. And you have the, you know, the classes and the races and all this other stuff and the equipment. But you don't, you, I don't sweat the little things. And a little, to me, all of it is little things. But I have some good idea in my mind how a certain spell works, especially if it's an ubiquitous spell that everybody uses, like sleep or whole person, or something like that. i got a good idea, but every once in a while, I have to do, say, I, I, he throws protection from good. Could you look up the reverse of that and tell me what the range is and what the area is? Because I don't remember what it is, and I'm busy juggling papers back here. 
So that's how he, you know, and he'll pick up the book or look on his PDF and go, okay, it's got a, it's a 10-foot radius, da 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 you know. Okay, fine. We'll go with that. So never, never, never pass up an opportunity to get another player to help you, ever. Because they will. I've had them roll dice for me. I've had them roll dice for another character, for another NPC. And I kind of like to do that because then they get the idea of what they're up against if they have to. I mean, I'm not saying, like, okay, he, he throws a 10d6, he throws a big fireball, roll this many dice. It's more like along the lines of, mm, roll a safe, let's see if that guy, let's see if that guy hits some morale. Go ahead, roll, roll for a, a morale if you use morale. Or if they're just, they don't know what's coming, I just tell them to, hey, you, roll a d6. Because I'm usually looking for stuff like surprise or things like that. And I'm not going to tell them what it is. Just, just roll a d6. What you get? Okay. Uh, they surprise you and <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah, don't ever pass up a chance for the players to help you in things. They do it. Lord knows they do a good enough job already. My players do in keeping track of things like treasure and money and things like that, which I'm, I'm grateful for. And I know their characters well enough where I can plan stuff for them. Anyway, you guys take that, and I hope that's I hope that's helpful. I'm going to go start my day. So if you have any questions or arguments or anything like that, I'm at oldmangrognar at gmail.com. And, or, if you want to, if you want to leave a voice message, you can do it on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month. You, too, can support this show, and I would thank you. So... Oh, I also wanted to to say hi and thank my supporters, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, and Mark. And Mark Walrings, the yawning owlbear. Don't forget to listen to that. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.